I was watching a YouTube video, and before the YouTube video was a trailer for season three of Picard. Did you see it yet? The season three trailer? No, I haven't seen a final trailer. Does it look good? It looked like a completely different show. It actually looked good, and I was like, I kind of want to see that. Had everyone? I'll check it out. In for a penny, in for a pound. I suffered through the first two seasons. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk away from Riker and Deanna Troy back in my life. So, well, it's more than that, man. I know it's, it's the whole crew. Yeah, it's the whole crew. I got to do it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I might have to. I don't even think I finished the first season. <laughs> to be honest, I don't see how it can matter. Honestly, I. May I just go into season two? <laughs> just be like or escrow. season three or just start season three. Season two is such a, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you it's need even to, worse. Maybe, maybe you need to see like, try it. The I'll ending. Try it. I don't know. I don't it's know. painful. It's really painful. It's almost as bad as the Ewoks cartoon. Hey, <laughs> Oh, what? No, it's way, it's way worse. <laughs> no, it is worse. It is worse. Just it's, it's longer. So, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Today we are discussing Season 2, Episode 11A, Just My Luck. This episode originally aired on November 22nd, 1986. Back in the day. Yes. <laughs> Today's episode was written by Michael Dubill. It's a rare, different name uh, in place uh-huh. here. So uh, you might remember we talked about Michael Dubill back when we did a Warrior and Alerto. These are his only two writing credits in the history of time. Huh. He was on the production staff of Ewok, so he did other things. But he's the credited sole writer for a Warrior and Alerto. And uh, today's episode, Just My Luck. Hmm. This was, of course, uh, directed by Dale Scott and on VHS was released as Ewoks 4, Wicked's Adventure as he becomes a warrior along with some other episodes from around this time. Our featured cast member today is really a featured crew member and I was shocked to see this happen. But in (laughs) 2023... Taj Mahal, composer of the season one theme song, you remember, we are the yep. e, 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 won his fourth Grammy and 15th nomination when his album with Ry Cooter, Get On Board, the songs of Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee, was awarded for Best Traditional Blues Album. So there you go, Taj Mahal, still making the magic happen after all these years. Yeah, so funny story, I was talking to somebody this weekend, okay, and they were talking about like, oh, concerts they've seen and blah, 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 and I went there and this and that, and then... I went to this band and, you know, and then, and then Taj Mahal was there. Do you know Taj Mahal? And I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do actually. And they were like, what you do? And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they, they did the theme song to the show yeah. that I'm talking about on my podcast. And they were yeah. like, 
oh what <laughs> it was like <laughs> he was so stunned you know he's just yeah. like rattling off bands but then once i said that he was just like Taj Mahal. yeah and yeah so i was just like yeah yeah i know you know like season one when that name popped up and everything it didn't really mean anything to me but i've like since i've seen like albums you know because it's right next to mccartney and that's where i'm always looking so like i've yeah. seen a lot of Taj Mahal albums at like you know record shops and things and when you look up his discography i mean he's like a legit blues musician's like Pushing yeah. all the way back to the '60s, like I said, 15 Grammy nominations and and a, a fourth win here in 2023. It actually is a. When I saw that, I started listening to it again. It's called "Get On Board," um, and it's a cool album. It has a very crackling energy that feels like you're just mm. in the room. So it's a cool album. So listen to it if you haven't. It's "Get On yeah, Board" to find by uh, Taj Mahal and Ry Cooter. So yeah, I uh, I thought it was I thought it was really funny to see that name pop up. Yeah, 15 nominations. That's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. Wow. Serious business. All right. Shall we get into Just My Luck? We shall. Uber detailed plot. Yes. Of season two, episode 11A, Just My Luck. Bring it on. We open to Milani painting a picture of Bega. Bega or Baga? Be- Baga. Baga. I don't know. Baga. Baga. Yeah. My kids keep correcting me yeah. every time. They're right. They're correct. Which Wicket and Tebow mistake for a shrub bush. A shrub bush. I had to rewind it a few times. They did say shrub bush. It's a shrub bush. Shrub bush. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like saying a mm-hmm. tree tree. <laughs> Baga sneezes wildly, causing paint to spill on the painting. Milani bursts into tears, claiming she'll never be a good painter. In order to make her feel better, Wicket tells her a story about the time he almost quit being a warrior. We flash back to when the crew had to pass their coming-of-age tests. Wicket furiously trains for his warrior's test, repeating the mantra, gotta pass, in his head. Then he overhears the girls mention, if he doesn't pass, he'll never be a warrior. This causes him to stumble while training and fall into a mud pit. Thankfully, Tebow has a solution. He's brought Wicket a Lux Sprite to help him relax. Wicket, a bit skeptical, tests the Lux Sprite by shooting three rapid-fire arrows at a target. The Lux Sprite magically causes them to hit the bullseye and split or stack on each other, kind of like in Robin Hood. Mm. After they walk away, the tree that the target is posted on splits in half and falls. Mm. (sighs) The next day, Wicket actually begins to blow each warrior event, and the elders are visibly annoyed. We discover the Lux Sprite isn't helping Wicket at all, but is actually sabotaging him. After he accidentally knocks down the elder's viewing stand, Chief Chirpa gives Wicket the bad news. He failed the test. Though he may be able to retake the warrior test in the future, for now his scores place him in the role of a Bordock stable sweeper. An assistant Bordock stable sweeper, that is. Wicket reluctantly has to report to Orlo, the Bordock master, in the morning. Tebow and the girls find out what happened when they discover that the Lux Sprite brings bad luck, not good. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. At the stable, they try to convince Wicket that his screw-ups were the result of the bad luck Sprite and that Chief Chirpo will let him retake the test, but he has already accepted his depressing Bordock life fate. Nisa and Latara send Tebow off to find the Sprite while they stage their own rescue so that Wicket builds his confidence. It backfires when Wicket tries to run off and find a real warrior, but instead causes Latara to fall into the river. 
frustrated and miserable, Wicket runs off to the cavern of broken dreams. So aptly named. I mean, doesn't your town have one? Yeah, right. It's very specific. Yeah. When I when I have trouble, I go to the street of broken dreams. Latara. It sounds like a song, right? Latara, Nisa, and Tebow, along with the captured bad luck sprite, meet outside the cavern to lure Wicket out. Instead of Wicket. They discover a huge spider who quickly traps Nisa in its web. Hearing the commotion, Wicket finally emerges and saves Nisa from the spider, despite the bad luck sprite trying to foil his every attempt. The bad luck sprite, wailing, claims no warrior has ever broken his bad luck magic. Finally, Wicket realizes his true warrior skill. We flash back to the present, where Wicket and Tebow teach Milani the moral of the story to never give up on your dreams. Wicket claims her painting of Baga is much better now, and Milani frustratingly claims it's supposed to be him. Roll credits. <laughs> Dang. It does look just like Baga. Looks just like it Baga. It does look like Baga, yeah. In his defense. Have we had an episode that's all flashback? I don't think so. No. The only thing I could think of was like in season one with some of the Morag stuff, there was like oh. the flashback to Logre being young. Yeah, we did have like, that. Yep. Like there was a little bit of a flashback there, but this whole thing, like basically it's just a frame story. Like Milani is mm-hmm. trying to paint. That's what, that's what the episode's about. And the whole like doing the warrior test is just, uh, you know, whatever, yeah, it's the, an object. The lesson. frame story. I call it like the bookends of the story. Like you kind of yeah. start with them yeah. and end with them. Right. Yeah. It's like a clip show, but with all new clips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that basically how family guy runs? It's basically just all flashbacks so. to explain Pretty everything much. that happens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's one way to tell a story. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good way in to tell this tale from earlier about how they get, assigned to their roles or whatever because Tebow, you know, mm-hmm. Tebow is is um talking to Logre and some of the other like whatever wizardy elders trying to make a plant come to life. Oh, yeah. And so he passes his like warrior's apprentice test. Yep. And what is it? Latara wants to become a hood maker. Is that what <laughs> that was? Like, yeah, I couldn't quite yeah. Designer hoods, she said. So she wants to designer be like a hoods. designer. She does say that. Yeah, yeah. And and Nisa is uh, passing her like leadership test, leadership. basically, to make yeah. sure she has what it takes to to be the leader. So you know, these are things that we didn't really see, and and it gives a little bit of a window into like how they're setting up whatever the culture that they're like apprentices and things like that. Yeah, so, I like that. Oh, that was fine. Yeah, I liked this one, and I think I like it. Basically, oh. as equally as the last one. I was thinking that too. But it's funny though, like this one at the very end seemed too obvious with the whole moral of the story. Like just even saying it. And the moral of the story is, you know, and then like Milani yeah. repeats, you know, and it's just like, all right, we've kind of gone back to the moral of the story, but they've made it so yeah. painfully obvious <laughs> rather than like kind of naturally learning a lesson. Yeah. Right. Like they did, I think they did that well in the first half of season one where it was mm-hmm. there was like a that natural lesson and you learn a lesson better when you learn it yourself rather than somebody telling it to you right and that's yeah. what these episodes feel like somebody telling you like yeah don't touch fire because it's hot and you'll be burned and you're like okay <laughs> rather than like you know they, we see them go through the trials and troubles of touching fire and then at the end they're like yeah touching fire is bad we shouldn't do it you know so no good yeah. yeah you're right i allowed them a little grace in this one because 
it's supposed to be Wicket teaching his little sister yes. a lesson. So like at least they kind of incorporated the the spoon feeding of the of the moral in there by having the frame story uh, be what really says it. Um, I thought we got some cool creatures. I liked that blue spider monster. Yeah, that thing was pretty cool, huh? He was. He was so vibrant. He was like a vibrant blue with yellow accents. And he like spit a web out of his mouth, yeah. which was gross. He was like, bleh. <laughs> and then like a yeah. web. But then it like opened you know? up perfectly into a web. Yeah. So that was kind of wild. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he was pretty cool. I yeah. thought that one was, I was like, oh man, he's blue. He's very vibrant blue, right? We don't see that much in yeah. the show. We see lots of greens, browns, tans, yellows. You know, maroons, everything very drabby style, like very mm -hmm. um, earthy, earthy tones, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, this guy was like yeah. bright royal blue and yellow, right? It, it was really like yellow was. too. It really stood out. Yeah, yeah it did. I, I liked, I liked the design and the look quite a bit. Uh, and this also addressed some of the things we've been complaining about, you know, in recent episodes too, where like. We saw a lot more of the community. Like we yeah. saw, aside from Chirpa and Logre, they had like whatever underlings and like other parts of the village. Milani had some stuff to do. So we expanded the main crew a little bit. So I like yeah. that. I like seeing the other people. We met Orlo. You know, it felt a lot more full. We met Orlo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come with me, Wicket. You like talk like Like two good. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Now, the Lux Sprite. Had a real Yoda vibe. Oh, yeah. Do you think that was intentional at all? I mean, I don't know. That is one thing that I first thought of too. I was kind of like, oh, it's like a shriveled up Yoda. Like if Yoda yeah. like if he sucked all the water out of his body, he would look like that. Right. Well, it's, it was kind of like a like a Yoda head on an ET body. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had yep. like kind of the spindly neck and was and was little, but it's. It was kind of, I think that's kind of a weird move to have it yeah. like the facial structure and the ears and even the color look so much like whatever Yoda's race is and have it not be that. Yeah. It's like too similar. He looked like, like too similar like to not be connected. A cross between like a gnome and a leprechaun. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Like a, yeah. That, at least his clothes, it seemed like they were doing like a gnome leprechaun type deal because he was the yeah. Lux Sprite and he was green. But then, yeah. He looked, he looked like a distant cousin of whatever species Yoda is. You know, that's it's interesting that we only see this character in the flashback, and like again, yeah. it's a, just a one-off thing. And like we've talked about before, it kind of changes the their version of magic in this cartoon is very inconsistent. This sort of yeah. like almost Scarlet Witchy ness of him kind of like changing the odds of things is is a little odd compared to how we've seen other things and like. What does he get out of it? Like, what? Why does the Lux Sprite want to do this kind of thing? Yeah. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what does he gain? I, I don't know. Right? You like because he doesn't he doesn't draw power off of like what happens. Right? He's just yeah. You, he's just he, consuming power, and he shows up to be a nuisance, I guess. Like, yeah. You know, like 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 Mitzelplik or something like that. Like Mitzelplik. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly so. kind of what he's like. See, so yeah, it, it yeah. did seem weird, and then it was it was kind of funny that I was like, you never you never thought to ask if he was a good one, you know? <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of clever though that it was yeah. like, yeah, he he's a luck sprite, you know, like, and you just you hear that and you think positive, you think good luck, you know. Yep. So I liked that luck it was bad, sprite, and I yeah. thought the um, I thought the thing of Wicket shooting the arrows successively like into each other, boom, 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 
And then as soon as they walk away, that's when you see the tree splitting and breaking. Yeah. I thought that was a good way that to was sort good. of that was ominous. Convince them. Yeah, but it like it convinced them that the luck was good because the wicket's shooting and they don't see the you know yeah. the inevitable result like of the tree breaking. So yeah, it was a decent structure, I thought there. I like that. Yeah. What's your Oak of Arc moment? What's your negative moment? I don't know. I think my Oak of Arc moment is the fact that like Wicket's telling this story like he's a warrior now. <laughs> True, true. Bro. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. When he gets to the end and he's like, yep, that's why I never gave up. And I'd be that guy there listening to the story along with him, like, that's cute. You're still not a warrior, though. Like, right. What are you I talking know. about, dude. I know. You know, I thought I was just like, yeah. oh, I get this. It was good. I thought it was good. Aside from that one fact that, like, I like to nitpick, and <laughs> I would say I'd be that guy. Well, like, you're actually. It was. You know. It was Tebow's little, like Tebow's little bit in there that made me bump up on that because Tebow is like, "Yay, I get to train to be a war, you know, a, a wizard." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, right. They're not actually these things. They're like, not even yet. in the mainstream. They're, yeah. they're they're just testing to see if they have the like." whatever the the capability yeah to, to train tebow's technically the furthest along i guess right because he's the one that's uh Seems like actually it. i mean it doesn't always work out but he still yeah. does stuff yeah. right he does wicket on the other hand just seems to be lucky <laughs> for the most part <laughs> all right so you yeah. didn't like that wicket is a uh, full of crap all right no. oh yeah what about you i hated that they killed the spider i didn't like that i mean i know he was yeah. a villainous spider but like they drop that rock on him, and then he's like, ah! Yeah, what if, he, what, what if he was there? Because he had a similar instance yeah. in his spider family where they're like, you'll never yeah. amount to nothing. And he's like, fine, yeah. I'm going to the cavern of broken dreams. That's right. <laughs> All they got That's to do is, right. he just wanted to be there to sulk, and he comes out, and he's like, what's going on? And yeah. Take the spider and, while he's down, yeah. And and he was like, he, he, he shot the web because he was afraid that they would fall, right? Because, I mean, Nisa falls... Right, and she falls onto the web, mm -hmm. which saves her. Yeah, I mean, the, the spider was never the bad guy here, right? Right, Te technically, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he wasn't just a depressed yeah. spider, and the yeah, he was just another yeah. guy struggling, and they really kicked him while he's down. <laughs> they really did. Yeah, they that's really a good did. one. I, I forgot. I, I yeah. forgot really that they. Yeah, they like pretty it. much. He's he's Didn't dead. Like it. So. Didn't like it. Well, what did you like? What was your Ichiwawa moment? <laughs> I liked Orlo. I really wish. Ah, I really that's mine. That's end, my Ichiwawa moment. I know, I know. Okay. He's so good. So at the end, I was really hoping for like a, you know, and that's why you keep going. But they cut to Orlo, who was like still the the Bordox <laughs> still, still the Bordox table master. Yeah, like, never yeah. to anything. Just after all these years. Yeah. Oh man. So, so yet yeah, you are yours is also Orlo. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. But, but like more specifically, we have all these like one off characters that we see, and we're never going to see Orlo again. I'm quite sure. Like we've seen the last mm -hmm. of Orlo. But <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any like new Ewoks that we've been in, like any named Ewok characters that we've been introduced to over the course of the series other than Asha. It's like Asha and, Asha. Now, and now Orlo. Yeah, you know, Chuka Truck is is a one, another Chuka one that we've heard. But, but like but Chuka Truck was in the movies and stuff, so Chuka Truck was like an established. Oh yeah, character. so he's named. You yeah. know, and like Nisa and Tebow and all that are like original to mm -hmm. this series, but they're kind of set from the beginning. We haven't, over the course of the series, been introduced to a lot of new 
e- Ewok character. So yeah, I like yes. that Orlo had a whole vibe and a backstory and everything. So I like that. And I just liked seeing people in the village again, you know? Funny thing is Orlo did look different, right? It looked yeah, like his, he had, had like a different head dress on yep. and like, he looked and I was just like, oh, we're kind of like getting into a different cast of Ewoks or something like that. Like maybe the hooded ones we see are like the warrior types, right? That's all we ever see. Yeah. Who knows? Because Tebow doesn't wear uh, a headdress like Wicket does, or I guess Wicket really doesn't either, right? No, Wicket does. Wicket does. Oh, he does. Okay. He's got a green hood, but Tebow. He's got the green one. Yeah. Tebow has like a little, like, um, like a gummy bear's Purple. hat, like a little hat. Like a little, yeah, little lavender Robin Hood type hat with yeah. a feather, right? Something like that. That's right. Yeah. So it's just like, I, that's something that I never realized. I just kind of think Ewok and you just think of like the traditional headdress. Yeah. And then, of course, Logray doesn't wear that. Chief Chirpa doesn't wear no, that. <laughs> so it's just like, no, but it's didn't. still burdened to my mind that they all wear that. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, so that's, you're right. I think we are kind of seeing a different thing. I just did a quick fact check over on Wikipedia, and this oh, is yeah. truly the only time we see Orlo. So it's just this episode oh. and whatever's going on in your fan fiction these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write a whole story about Orlo. I, I wish you would. I wish you would. Try to keep it PG, but yeah. Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Oh, yeah, you never know. That's, that's true. I can write a steamy romance novel. You never know what happens in those stables. That's right. That's right. That's well. I mean that that does kind of feel like classic romance novel, though, right? The stable boy. You know, he's the stable boy. Yeah, he's actually he's actually not as old as he looks. He's just tired because he's such a <laughs> such a Lothario. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually 17 uh let's say let's say 18 just to be safe but yeah little orlo what a backstory what a backstory it was what 18, a lover. yeah that's true oh boy we took that to a weird place we're recording late i can't it's late <laughs> it is it is yeah okay well I mean, I would rate this pretty high. I think I put it on par with whatever we said last time. I think these are very four, right? comparable four. episodes. Yeah, four. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to push it up to four and a half. I think this was Whoa. a good one. Okay. I think this was a good one because it was, like, I think everybody got kind of a featured moment. Mm. You know, I thought, yeah. like, just for the reasons I said before, that the frame story worked, introducing us to Orlo, uh, the last of the great Ewok lovers, I think was just a... <laughs> A cool thing. What about you? How do you rate this one? I I was a four. I this one this one like kind of hit everything. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit better because I think the writing was really good. So like, of course, the first thing I did notice, I was like, oh, a different writer. I wonder what we'll get. Yeah. You know, like it's noteworthy. And it is, uh, yeah, I I think I think the writing. I I would probably push it up to like a four two five though because. Okay. I don't know, like, uh, there's a couple four and a half episodes that I've given in the past that were okay. like, I really liked. This one was just yeah. good, and it was still an Ewok, and this one was an Ewok episode, right? This one was truly Ewok, okay. had to do with the Warriors, it was. you know, and, and yeah. their tribe, and, and what they do in the coming of age, so, yeah, like, it, it, was, it was good. I don't think it was great, but it was, I feel like this should have been the average of what the Ewoks show was like, right? Yeah. This is par yeah. 
And so, you know, we're thinking like, wow, this is a pretty good episode, but this is what it should be. You know, we just had so many episodes Mm -hmm. that are so bad that when we get to an episode like this, we're like, wow, this was really good. I feel like to go back and and listen to this podcast, we would be surprised at how many of season two episodes we liked. (laughs) Because I feel (laughs) like every time, like, even though these are bad, we liked this one. (laughs) But I feel like we have been on... I feel like we've been on a pretty good streak. I think we I feel are. like the last several have yeah. been strong. If, so, if not, we yeah. definitely feel like I, I, I feel like we are on a streak right now yeah. of good episodes. Man, we'll probably go back and realize it was just like the first two episodes that were bad. And then we mm-hmm. like everything after that. But those first yep. two episodes yep. were really bad, right? Yeah, so, that's right. First couple oh, ones. What were, a time. Yeah. <laughs> what a time. Okay. Well, we're running out. We're running out of Speaking episodes. Of time. This was episode 11. Yeah. 11a and there's only 13 episodes so we've we've only got a few more segments here to cover before we move on to the comic books and the droid show so yeah what a journey next time uh we'll be back with episode 11b bringing up norky um i was a special guest star over on previously on x-men recently so if you're not listening to previously on x-men right here on the radio meanwhile network go take a listen because we talked about nature girl who's kind of an obscure x-men character and uh, X-Men Green, which is a not even really a team, but sort of a, an umbrella title for uh, Nature Girl stories that are part of Marvel's uh, Infinity Comics, X-Men Infinity Comics. Oh. So it was a cool time. So go listen to Previously on X-Men, everybody. Ooh, sounds fun. I've never heard of that right. superhero, so I'll yeah. listen to that. Well, there you go. Yeah. We'll teach you all about it on Previously on X-Men. Very cool. All right. That's it for me. What are you doing? You doing any other podcasts? Whatever happened to your booze podcast? <laughs> it's still up all on the shelf here. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Okay. I'll get there. All right. I got nobody okay. to do it with. Perfect. It's just me, me and my bottle. Sorry. Maybe I'll just do yeah. that. I'll just talk into to myself. Yeah. Oh, geez. That sounds sad. That's, that's, that's how Orlo got to be the way he is. <laughs> that's what my podcast is going to be. Orlo, yeah. the, the Bordock stable master and his whiskey. Yeah. Come yep. join us. I, I don't drink, us. so you just have to tell me. You just have to tell me, yeah, this whiskey tastes like this. And I'd be like, oh, interesting. Next. <laughs> it tastes, tastes like tar, tarry yeah. rope, and <laughs> iodine. This one tastes like peat moss and licorice. <laughs> that's, that's what great. this one tastes like right here. That's my oh, favorite. Perfect. Okay. So that's, yeah, okay. that's all about that. You'd probably hate it. All right. My wife probably. says it smells like paint thinner, so... She would be a bad, bad co-host. That's not a good. That's not a good. Hey, has she ever listened to an episode of this podcast yet? Because we're running out of Ewoks episodes. I don't think so. But she did admit the other day. I told you that. I think she admitted that I said something. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, I actually never heard, never heard a single episode. And I was like, what? You got to play the one with your, with your, with all of our kids the on kids. it. Yeah, that's a good that'll, one. That'll draw her in. That one's fun. In. Okay. We, let, we got to get out of here. It's too late. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Yes, yes, I'll be here. All right. This Enduring Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 9021 Here We Go, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.